Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Log Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is June the 21st, 2014, and we are officially into the summer. Yes, we are, so woohoo for that. I hope everyone is having a blissful day today, and thank you so much for just joining me every day of the month that we have been on together. It's truly been wonderful with you guys. Now, today I have a wonderful guest. I know that all of you probably remember the Little Rascals, Full House, all those, those were memorable for all of us. I am here with Blake McIver who is an American actor, and now he's a singer. He's doing it all. And he was known for playing Derek, Michelle's friend on Full House. Also portrayed the role of Waldo in the 1994 feature film festival, The Little Rascals. Remember Little Alfalfa with his hair pointing up? Yes, we do. He was also the voice of Eugene on Hey Arnold, which was one of my, I don't know if a lot of people probably know about it, probably Baby Boomers don't, but that was one of my favorite shows on Nickelodeon. I and every now and then I try to find that. I think they have, like, the 90s on Nicktoons. So I love, that's my favorite cartoon besides Royal Rat. Um, and Blake also co-wrote and performed the song Along the River, the end credit song to the film End of the Sphere. And he's just, he's an amazing person inside and out. So let's give our warm welcome to Blake today. Have your ears and your eyes open if you do feel like calling in, do so at 347-426-3751, or we could chat in the box. So, hi, Blake. How are you today? Hello. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, you are so you are so welcome. I'm glad to have you. This is an honor. I, I love it. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm like, Blake is actually on my show. Like, <laughs> it is. It's awesome. Like, and I remember it. Just watching the little rouse, because I was telling my husband about it, I was like, I'm going to have Blake on my show. And I was like, do you remember him? He was the one who loved Michelle. He was like, the one with the pointy hair? I'm like, no, that was Alfalfa. (laughs) I don't know if people were actually paying attention to your part in that movie, but it was so cute, and especially when you was on the stage singing. You were you were just so adorable, Blake. You were. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> You're so welcome. So, Blake, whatever happened to Waldo after the Little Rascals? What happened to all of you guys? Did you, did most of you just go on like you did to doing something different with music? Yeah, most of us went our separate ways uh, after the movie. Some of us stayed in the business. Some of us uh, left the business entirely. Um, so, yeah, we all just kind of did our did our own thing. Um, it was this sort of wonderful, magical kind of moment where it all came together and worked. And um, But luckily, I, we all kind of stay in touch and have kept up with each other throughout the years. 
Right. What about the what about the cast members from Full House? You still stay in touch with them as well? Yes. Um, thanks. Uh, thanks to social media, actually. Um, if it wasn't for Facebook and Twitter, I, I don't think we all would have reconnected as quickly as we as we have over the past few years. So it's actually been right. great for us to, to keep up with one another. It's amazing how social media has really taken off to a, to a certain beginning. I mean, years ago, you couldn't even get this. The only way you really could talk to someone is through either writing a letter or calling them on the telephone. So it's amazing that social media still connects us even when we're at a distance. And Absolutely. I do. I, I loved Full House. Um, I don't even see the old episodes come on. I might have to just start digging around because I see Family Matters. That still comes on, but I might have to go digging because I just love the, the little Olsen twins planning us. Just so <laughs> Adorable. Just looking at you guys on TV, it was just so adorable. Um, what was it like, actually, just playing on the uh, on the set of Full House? Well, it was a crazy, wonderful experience. Um, I was a fan of the show before I was ever on the show, so it was kind of this crazy, like one week you're watching it, and then two weeks later you're on it. It was was pretty pretty amazing. Um, but the thing that sticks out the most in my mind about that whole experience is just how much we laughed uh, when the cameras weren't rolling. It's it's kind of a wonder when I think back that we ever got an episode filmed um, because it was just you know you had geniuses of comedy in the room in, you know, Dave Coulier and Bob Saget, and just the, they were at the top of their game, and, and just the hilarity that ensued from that was, was beyond almost anything that ever made it to air. <laughs> right. It is just amazing. So how did you, well, how did it get you started into the Little Rascals? Did, that, did Little Rascals come out the full house? It did. It actually came in the middle of Full House, and um, the producers of Full House, I had a contract with them, and they were so kind because the Little Rascals thing came about, and um, it meant that I had to miss out on filming a couple of episodes of Full House, and they were so gracious, and they were like, no, this is an amazing opportunity, and you being in a movie is good for us as well as it's good for you, so right. go do it and, and, and be be great. <laughs> right, and just be, and look, be grateful and thankful that you're doing this um, so after after the Little Rascals, did, you didn't do any more acting, did you? I did. Um, I stayed uh, pretty much uh, transitioned into more uh, voiceovers and, and off camera things. Um, but I was still I was still acting and doing you know episodic work here and there, um, small parts in movies, um, but not nothing as as um, as known as uh, Little Rascals was. Um, and then sort of transitioned out of it entirely um, around the end of high school uh, so that I could uh, go to college. And it was very important to me to get a degree and and um, you know, transition my studies into some other things. Okay. Now, I know a lot of people, I don't know if they ever ask, ask you um, about just losing one of the members from the Little Rascals, which was Alfalfa. What toll did that take on you? Well, um, it was it was interesting because I never, you know, we did we re- recently lost the original uh, Alfalfa, um, and I, you know, I we never actually got to meet, uh, so it was a strange sort of displaced feeling. <laughs> okay. Um, but I still keep in touch with my Alfalfa <laughs> from my movie. <laughs> right. Because I mean, just 
I mean, it came so quickly, I think, it stunned Hollywood and just that death of Carl Switzer, who played as Alfalfa, it was still a murky chapter in Hollywood history. And Yes. Right. And I was like, wow, it's just amazing. You you lose the people. It's like a family when you're gathered all together. But you know what would be really awesome? Good Morning America always brings all the cast members from an episode together. I would love to see all of you on there from the Little Rascals or maybe even Full House. That would be a great member. I think that would bring back so many memories for people. Absolutely. I think that would be I think that would be really fun. And this year is the twentieth anniversary of our Little Rascals movie. Um so it would be the the perfect timing to do something like that. Oh, wonderful. I, I hope so. I hope Good Morning America does that. Now how did, now, of course, growing up, by 18, acting kind of went left field for you, so mm-hmm. you had to do other options, the go-go dancer. And I've seen your pictures on Instagram. I mean, people, if you check out the pictures, Blake has a six-pack I'm talking about. That. He was he was swole, honey. <laughs> one no-lean no fat hanging out on the side on that one. So what made you decide <laughs> Why did you decide to go be a go-go dancer? Was it because of the acting? Well, I was I was working um, after college. I was working as a, a vocal coach, and I was teaching people, um, teaching singing to people, and coaching people for auditions, and um, you know, kind of using my uh, expertise from my experience in the business to help other people. Um, and which was great. And then, uh, sort of, as the recession happened, and the, the first thing I find that the first thing that goes is art and lessons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, when people, you know, when people get strained for cash, um, and so it was just it was really drying up, and not for lack of trying. And um, the whole dancing side thing sort of came almost as a joke. Um, I was out with some friends, and they were like, uh, you know, if you need quick money, you should do that. <laughs> And I was like, that's ridiculous. I could never. And then a month later, I was like, okay, well, let's see if this works. And I actually used it um, to finance my my album. (laughs) It's not like a stripper at all, is it? It's more, I don't know, it's more, you're just really a dancer. It's not just to show off your body, but I think people get the mixed signals. Yeah, it's funny. I, I never realized because I didn't really have any stigma around go-go dancing. I mean, my mom was a dancer on uh, the Dean Martin show in the 60s. And, what you know, basically what those girls did was like basically go-go dancing. It just happened to be on TV. It was, you know, so I never had this sort of stigma about it. Um, but I realized when I started doing it that a lot of people do and a lot of people do just, you know, think it's exactly the same thing as stripping, which it's not. Um, but that, so that was a funny experience. I didn't really think I was doing anything illicit um, until I started doing it and, and noticed that people were shocked. Right. And it's amazing that people do. They frown upon strippers, but some won't frown upon go-go dancers. But I guess it's just a separate entity for most people. It seems like strippers and others seem, they, to me, they seem like some of them are more innocent. Um but basically, Blake, can you really tell the audience what is actually a go-go dancer? Well, it's basically, you know, you can liken it to, like, hype, hype guys. It's, it's, we're keeping the party going. That's, that's really what, that's really what it boils down to. Um, we're there to, to keep the dance floor alive and to make sure everybody's having a good time. And it's entertainment. It's just a different kind of entertainment. 
Okay, right. And now I do I understand that better now. So how's your self-esteem level now? Because just coming out of the closet, as you were saying, about your sexuality, your go-go dancing really helped bring that out better for you. That was the that was the strange sort of sidebar. I you know I did it sort of out of necessity. I needed I needed money and I needed money quick, um, in order to make the art that I wanted to make and and to share it with people and um, finish the album. Uh, and then but the sidebar thing that happened was I found it so empowering and freeing that I finally, um, you know, just sort of felt comfortable in my own skin enough uh, to do that. And that. That was a strange experience because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm doing this thing that I don't particularly want to do, but I sort of feel like I need to do right now. Um, and now I feel so much more comfortable at being myself uh, than I ever have. So it was an interesting, it was an interesting little 10-month uh, mini-career. <laughs> right. <laughs> so now you're playing with the music now. I, I love it. Your, your album, The Time Manipulator, where did that title come from? Well, it's it, it's twofold. Um, it, it, it's a it's a slight nod. Um, I've always been a huge fan of the Back to the Future movies, so the time travel theme is a little nod, and there's there's, there's little um, nods to it throughout the album. Um, but it's also it's it's the story of my journey uh, set to the music, uh, the styles of music that I love, and it's it's a little bit. Um, even though the whole album is pop, we do jump around in, in genres a little bit within that model. Uh, there's a little bit of classic rock. There's some dance music, um, even a bossa nova track uh, and some gospel. So it, it, it does sort of run the gamut of music that inspires me and speaks to me. Um, and, and then I've sort of harnessed pieces of those styles and put it into my pop music. Okay. So what is your... And what is this whole album that you're trying to send out a message to? Well, the the theme and message of the entire record is uh, empowerment, and and the story is my it, it's my personal journey towards finding empowerment. But what I'm hoping is that uh, when the listener hears it, that they will be inspired wherever they are on their own personal journey. Right. Now, Blake. Now we, as we discussed previously, you woke up at 18, and you felt that no one cared. How were you able to cope with finding your journey down the road that you are on now? Right. It, it, you know, it was it was a crazy time. I, I think I was blessed because I really always wanted to, to be in the business and I wanted to act and I wanted to sing and perform. Um, a lot of kids get pushed into it by their parents. That wasn't the case with me, which was a, a blessing. Um, but I found that whether you wanted to do it or whether you were pushed into it for some reason, every kid actor has that moment where they wake up and they go, oh, my gosh, no one cares anymore. Um, I, you know, you get all of this praise and all of these accolades as a very young person where you really don't know how to handle it. And then you become an adolescent and then you need it and it's not there. Um, and so that's, it's, it's tricky, uh, you know, no matter what your background is, no matter what the reasoning behind uh, being an actor as a, as a child. Um, and so I have to really look inside myself and go, okay, I clearly don't want to walk away from this industry. This is my passion. This is my, this is where my talents lie. Um, so what kind of art do I want to make and what kind of art do I want to share with the world? And that's when I sat down at the piano and started writing music and realized that I had a story to tell. Right. Now, how did you how did you really deal with it going from child star to an adult star? 
Well, that's been that's an ongoing process. It's funny because um, you know people still. Uh, I'm on a TV show right now on Bravo um, that's just sort of started to take off, which is so much fun. Um, and I still get people going like, "Oh my gosh, you're that kid from like you know." It's funny that that people very much identify with those few um, a few things that I did, uh, which I think is is you know it's it's a it's a double edged sword. It's a blessing and it's a curse. You know, as I, as I'm trying to you know make a new name for myself uh, in the business, I, I'm I'm still thrilled that people remember or even care about what I did as a kid. Um, but then sometimes right. it's like, no, I just I I, I want to evolve and I want to grow and I want to be seen as as the adult artist that I am. Exactly. Oh well, you know we'll still care. That's that's a classic. Full House. Little Rascals, those are classics, and I'm glad that you didn't get caught up in the hype like most child stars do, get caught up into the drugs and just get on the bad path. And look at how Justin Bieber, I thought he was going to be on the right track, and look at him. I mean, I don't know what it is. Is it the paparazzi? Is it the peer pressure, Blake, that causes them to go on this route? Well, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's a combination of things, but, um, you know, most of, mostly I think it is that the the high praise and high accolades and feeling like you have the world at your fingertips at an age where you can't really manage that kind of power or responsibility. Um, and I feel like then once you've tasted that, a lot of people just want that part of it, and they don't realize that that's just a byproduct of people in people responding to the work that you're putting out. And I feel like the celebrity aspect of it becomes the game more so than the artist aspect of it, and I think that's where people sometimes go astray. Right. And like I said, I'm just thankful that you ended up on the right path, that you had people behind you motivating you? Because I know at times, even when you probably came out of the closet and just knowing that, oh, now you want to be a, a songwriter, I know that people probably had that negative aspect, oh, you're not going to become a songwriter, this and that, you know, people just, they'd rather put you down than lift you up. Absolutely, and there was a lot of that. But I had a really strong support group of friends and my family around me that, you know, have been so unbelievably supportive with every twist and turn that my life and career has taken. Right, and that's what you have to have. And I hope for the other child stars who are now adult stars, they they get that same type of help because God knows. Um, Lindsay Lohan, for instance, I know that she's supposed to be on the right path. And I just just hope that she could continues to stay on that right path and don't go astray again. Um, Absolutely. Right. So, Blake, what steps did you take to transition into music, though? Because as far as what we've seen on the Rascals, you were singing. Full House, you were singing. So this always seemed to be an aspect of your life growing up. It was. It was always part of it. Um, Funny enough, the very first thing that I did uh, when I was six years old is I won Star Search um, in 92 as the junior vocalist. And so, you know, music was technically the first thing I ever did. And then, you know, it took me many years to get back to it. And I had kind of, you know, I had kind of been running away from it in a sense. Um, I was sort of, I think I was afraid of of the journey that I had uh, to go through and the journey that I had to tell and talk about through music. Um, so when I finally sat down to start writing, it was a very cathartic experience. The, the first The first day I sort of, 
decided to dabble. Um, I had played piano my whole life, and I had obviously sung my whole life, but I had never, you know, tried to make my own music. And the first day, um, about six, seven songs poured out of me in one uh, one writing session. Um, and then I I look back on that, and four four of the songs from that very first day actually ended up all the way on the album in various forms. Um, so yeah, it was just it was it was a strange and wonderful and and deep and soul searching uh, journey to to start writing music for me. I know it was, and it just takes you in your own element that you can express what you need to express through your your words. Because uh, this album that you have out, The Time Manipulator, it's more about your past, right? Yes, it is. It's, abs- it's absolutely. I call it music of the future inspired by the past because <laughs> it is very much a, a story of, of the journey. Right, and we all have a story to tell. I don't, I don't care who it is. We all have a story. So now that you have this first album out, you're working on the second album. Is it already out or are we expecting it to come out very soon? Uh, no, the the next album uh, will will probably not be out for a while. Uh, I've I've still got to go and 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 tour with this this current album. Um, we've just started uh, doing gigs and stuff. So so the the goal right now is to get this music out to to the fans, and then um, you know, I'm I'm actively writing the second album uh, during this process, which has been so much fun. Oh, it's got to be exciting. I'm so excited for you, Blake. I am. I'm so happy for you that you found this have to continue and you didn't you did not give up. You made me think about myself. I didn't want to just give up because I couldn't get into the news industry. I mean, I graduated of two thousand eleven but I did this show because I want to keep continuing. I don't want to just sit back, oh, I didn't get a job, so that's it. That's life. All right. That's the end of it. Absolutely. So I love it. You are a great inspiration for so many out there. Thank you. So how long did it really take to put the album together? Um, it's from inception to completion. It was it was about a year process actually. Um, I did a lot of the work by myself. Uh, so it was you know I was doing it in between, in between jobs and in between um, gigs. Uh, so it was it was a, a long process. So I'm I'm very, I'm very proud and happy that it it's finally done and it's finally out there. <laughs> right. So what is it? Um. So I guess the question is, what is the traject- um, what is it like probably to having success as a child star? Is it is it pressure to have all that success? It is. Um, it, it's it is pressure filled. Uh, I think the right. the worst part about it is 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 just that sort of nagging fear in the back of your head that is this as good as it's ever going to get? <laughs> you know, do do I have more to to look forward to? And so that's that's something that motivates me daily um, that, you know, I, I, the journey is never over and never, never stop and never, never give up on, on the new dreams that you have because you have to keep, you have to keep moving forward. And so that's, that's something that I remind myself daily. <laughs> yeah, you do. You have to stay positive every day. As I was always told, you have to just stay prayed up because you have so many people out here that will try to take you down more than lift you up, and it's very sad. People want to see you fall. Right now, you you still have people right now waiting for Blake to just come out and say, I give up. 
but you just got to keep being strong and keep yourself motivated. I know I could do this, and you're showing them I'm doing this, and I'm not letting it stop me. And, you know, times are really changing, with, especially with the gay community. It's really changing now. We have the episode out, Orange is the New Black, which everyone has fallen in love with. Mm-hmm. That That's really making a change for everything. And and modern family, the glee. Back then, as I was telling my other guest, his name is Lucas um, Cavada, and I interviewed him, and he's a queen of comedy, and he said he came out of the closet, and his mother was very supportive of him. And, you know, we were talking about how back then you couldn't even say the word homo. It was considered, oh, you're a freak or... Or, mm-hmm. or you might be a or you might be a murderer, but now we could talk about it so proudly. And like I said, the orange is new, black. Everybody watching it now. It makes people perspective differently. Oh, I see this differently now. Okay, this is not yes. the way I actually thought of. So everybody's concept is changing now. For the ones who still not in that mind frame, that's because they want choose to be. But everything is changing. Um. So, Blake, what kind of responses have you received off your album? Oh, the the response so far has been really amazing. Um, I've I've gotten so many great responses of people that that were um, you know inspired by the songs, or I'll get a message. This one's my favorite, and this is why. Or this story reminded me of something that happened to me in my life. Um, and that's really there's no greater compliment than that. Um, you know, I I set out to do a project that people could identify with personally and. So every time that happens, I feel like I've done an okay job um, because they've it's spoken to people, and that's really that was really the goal all along. I mean, that's the goal with my music. I, I for, you know, right now and in the future, if I feel like if I can't inspire people or affect change through my music, then what's the point? Right, and that's the main thing. You want everybody to know this is me. This is who you're gonna get. And you land all mm-hmm. on the table. And I do love your comment when you say, I'm not hiding who I am anymore, not pretending I'm not something I'm not. And that's what a lot of people do. We want to go around our friends all day, pretend that we got it going on, knowing that you got issues in your household. And I'm not saying put your best down on the table. But don't <laughs> right. pretend. Right. Don't pretend like it's like you're living it up and you're really not. You don't have to fake for anyone out here. You don't. No. I don't have to prove nothing to the next man. I will be just fine. I don't have to act like I'm a big timer. If I don't have it, I just don't have the money to go out party with you. So I love your quote. I'm not high, but of course this quote is totally different from what I'm saying. But I think it it covers on all perspectives. I'm not high. Well, it does. I'm and a it, 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 yeah. Oh. It does cover exactly what you're saying because you know right. a lot of the a lot of the perception when I was working on this this project was that like you know just because I was known as as a kid and I you know was in show business you know people have this perspective that I'm like sitting on a you know, <laughs> a mountain of cash and it's like that's so right. not the case like I've you know I had to work I had to work my way up back up you know to get back this project and to get back my art you know just like anybody else and so there's no there's no pretense here with me and I think that was an important thing for me to say right and because uh, a lot of people do have that concept oh they they got it going on and they just have more issues than you know you have more issues than anything that's a lot of pressure especially being a child you you know people want you to be this way and then when you're nice like oh what's what's going on 
And like I said, we have right. so many of the child stars there and Plo, Liz Lohan, um, Miley Cyrus, Justin Beamer. We can we could probably count them all. Amanda Bynes, she was so cute. She was the fresh face of Nickelodeon mm-hmm. and Britney Spears. I mean, all these actors and actresses that we actually love and now look at them. So, like I said, kudos to you for just maintaining on the right track. Well, so, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome, Blake. Blake, can you give the upcoming, well, I guess for anyone out there who might be going through the road trip of negativity and just want to try to stay motivated, but they just don't know the way to do that. Can you give tips on how to maintain that? Absolutely. I mean, for me, it was all about focusing inward um, and becoming strong from the inside out. Um, When I was facing, you know, bullying, negativity, um, you know, intense pain uh, from outside forces and from inside, um, I had to just really harness my passion and, and turn inward and go, okay, what, what is that special thing that makes me me? And we all have it. Everybody, everybody's got that, that wonderful special thing that makes them them. Um, and I, you have to celebrate that and you have to learn to love that. And it, it sometimes is a daily struggle, um, that, that self-acceptance and self-compassion. Um, it takes daily practice. Um, and so my encouragement to, to people who are struggling and to people who are feeling less than is to just know that you're not and find that special thing inside of you that makes you you, celebrate it, love it, and you have to practice loving yourself daily. Amen to that. Yes, you do. And it's called self-love. A lot of people get that confused sometimes. They think, go and get your hair cut or... <laughs> you know, that's self-love. That's pampering yourself. That's not self-love. And and it takes time to find that because you, sometimes a traumatic incident can make you just hate everybody. So if you hating everybody, you can't actually just love yourself. So it takes personal healing to do that. Now, throughout your lifetime, what was your parents' involvement? Oh, c- completely involved throughout my life. Um, they, okay. were, they were wonderful. It was it was great because, you know, uh, you hear a lot of stories about, like, stage mothers and stage parents. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and what was great about my parents is that they were both in the entertainment industry. My dad was a studio executive at Columbia, and my mom uh, had been an actor and a dancer and a choreographer. Um, and so they, you know, they really, at first they didn't want me to have any part of the business because they knew all of the pitfalls. But then when they realized that they, there was no um, dissuading me from being in show business, uh, they were able to give me just a really great perspective and just a really fresh uh, sort of start that I think other kids didn't get because their parents weren't aware of the ins and outs of show business. Um, so I call my mom and dad the anti-stage parents because <laughs> they were supportive <laughs> without being pushy at all. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it reminds me of uh, Bethany. I was looking at one of her shows weeks ago, and the parents were talking about how, you know, they're the kind of parents that would support their kids during sports. And one mother said she'd be shouting out loud, and another mother in the audience said, well, that's not the way to go. It's good to support your child, but you now you're inferior to others, and that's not great. So, that's good. They supported you, but they didn't go overboard, and that's that's wonderful because, you know, a lot of times, like I said, if if you really don't have that stable parental unit that's set in limits ahead of time, then, I mean, the roles kind of get flipped, and that's why a child, they become the parents. And, exactly. And that's 
and, and you're not ready for that responsibility. And you see, and then that's why you see these, like I said, these child stars, they spin out a little bit because it's no control. We're not giving you the boundaries or no rules. We're letting you do whatever you want to do. And that's not mm-hmm. that's not how it goes. I don't care if you no. are a child star. You need you need to be in this house doing your homework. I need you to eat and go to bed. I don't care who you think you are. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. I I I did a um a, a bit of theater in my in like uh early preteen years and um I I used to have a joke with my mom because it would, we would get done. I was doing eight shows a week and we would get done with the show at eleven. Uh, at night, and on the way home, my mom would say to me, like, Blake, I need to make sure that you were in bed by 1230. And I was like, no other, mom, no other 12-year-old has, has a bedtime after midnight. But, like, <laughs> I love how, how strictly you're enforcing right. that 1230 bedtime. <laughs> I don't care about you being no child, so what I say? You better go to bed. <laughs> it just sounded so funny because it was like oh, here I am right. twelve years old and my my because of my work not being done till eleven my my, my bedtime is right. after midnight. <laughs> your role, you might do that on the full house as a as your role, but you're not gonna do it in reality. You you better get right. in the bed. <laughs> so, where do you actually see your music career going from here? Well, I just, you know, my my biggest goal really with it is to just be able to continue. Um, I, I, I love music. It's my number one passion. Writing and singing and performing with my band is just the greatest. Um, it's it's the most fun I've ever had um, and the most fulfilling as an artist. So I'm just, I'm hoping to, to bring the music uh, to the fans in person. I'm working on tour dates right now for this album um, and then hopefully uh, just, having the time to finish the second one and 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 get that one out there uh, it's just this this first album has been such a joy and the the entire process has been amazing and wonderful so i just i want to keep i want to keep going want to keep pressing forward and and right. have more more to give <laughs> that's the that's the attitude that you have to take you you got to take it um so what are we hoping i mean what do you hope for maybe the, the gay community out here, Blake, the ones who are not ready to open up just yet? Um, you know, the, it's very interesting because there's a lot of pressure right now because the media is is, is so accepting of the gay community at, at this time, which is such a blessing, and it's, it's so wonderful, and the steps that we've made, like you said, um, you know, th- with media and with mainstream television, it, it's been incredible. Things that we could have never said or shown on the air is now, you know, being accepted. It, but there are still there are still people, um, you know, who are who are feeling less than and are are stuck in the closet and feeling like it'll be the end of my life if I come out. Um, you know, the thing the thing that I would say is that everybody has their own journey, and uh, nobody can be pressured to make a decision like that. Um, again, it, what it goes back to for me is you have to love yourself enough to be honest with other people. Um, I think, I really do think RuPaul says it best. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? <laughs> like, that's Why? really the, the best, you know, that that's the, the best thing. Um, and I, I just, I don't feel like anyone should be outed. I don't feel like anyone should be pressured to come out, but I am so happy that we are living in a time where, um, acceptance is so much more accessible than it was. Right, and we still got a lot of progress 
to cover. But like I said, I applaud you for the bravery and for paving that way for that next guy and for kids out here. Well, not kids, children. I, I don't want to call you kids because that's the <laughs> pastor told me. He said kids are like the same thing as you call a goat. So for the children. <laughs> and and, and, that, and that's letting them know they're not alone. It's, it's every day, every day. And you... And people like that, you're extraordinary. You're coming out, and there's people like you. There's people who can identify with you out here. So if you feel like you are in the closet, let me tell you, you're not the only one. It's people just like you every day. They look just like you, honey. It's Absolutely. everybody. Rob, Robin Roberts, all, most, of the, most of the news anchors have come out about their sexuality. So it's no more hiding that. Just let people out there know. You are authentic, and you just fulfilling the way, and I'm glad. And what I do like about it, because you're not, you didn't just come out just to say, oh, okay, I just want props, but you just want to show your truth. Um, you want somebody to know that they can be helped, and it's def- and I know it has definitely helped you live your best life so far just doing that. So kudos to you, like I said, and I'm just glad that you came on the show discussing all this with me. Well, thank you so much. It was such a joy to be on the show. It's so great to talk to you. Oh, thank you, Black. It, man, it's it's an honor. You are like a legend. This is like a Robert De Niro. You know, this this is an honor. I'm still oh, thank you. elated. I am. I'm, I'm I'm like elated. I'm like I'm talking to Black. I really am. Good thing I'm not <laughs> in person with her because I'll be. They'll be like Miss Miss Day. We we need you to focus. <laughs> just, cut, just cut the camera. Just cut the camera. The show's over with. Just cut it. So I, I am, and I wish you so many blessings, Blake. Oh, Blake, about the social media, how can people go about just um, keeping up with you? Absolutely. Um, the best way to keep up with me is uh, on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, at Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash official, and I update that often with, with all the new information. And uh, Twitter is at BlakeMcIver. And you can also uh, find the album on iTunes, Amazon. It's uh, streaming on Spotify. And uh, pretty much anywhere where you download uh, digital music, you can find the Time Manipulator. Well, once again, thank you, Blake. And I hope for many blessings in in your future endeavors. Thank you so much. And the same to you. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Everyone, I thank you for tuning in. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. I'm just still, I'm, I'm like a little child right now. I'm just so excited that I have Blake McIver on, and I hope that you tell all your friends out there that you actually heard me interviewing Blake McIver. It was a, it was a pleasure. And stay tuned in, tuned in for Tuesday, because. I won't have a show on Sunday. Like I said, I was coming back on my Sundays, so I can get back to church and get myself together. Monday might be a surprise day. I don't know, but just stay up alert, you know, to check out my Facebook fan page, The Bright Side with Technicia, and I'll keep you updated. But as always, you stay blessed, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.